The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You know how fast you're going? What? How fast you're going? I don't know. Ten? Eight. Be advised, this is an explicit podcast. If you're easily offended, get your panties twisted and tend not. Leave now. Run in your safe space. Get your little cloth for your tears. All the opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and his guest and do not reflect the opinions of any local or government agency. Welcome to uh, Motor Cop Chronicles podcast. I'm your host, Iceman. Hope everybody had a good weekend. Uh, cause tomorrow's Monday. That sucks. Damn, I was I was invisible there for a minute. So, if everybody wants a great cigar, go to mypagecigar.com dot com. Get yourself a cigar. Use my 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 promo code MotorCop fifteen. Get fifteen percent off your order. If you want any merch. Got it on the Motorcop Chronicles Etsy store. You can go to the website, motorcopchronicles.com. There's links down in it. Also, I am recording this one uh, video. I'm going to uh, attempt to put it up on the website. Uh, so if y'all want to watch the video, you can try it there. I'm going to try to put the video up on the website. It's not live or nothing like that, but uh, if you want to watch it, some of the stuff we're going to do some Louisiana crime uh, if you want more Motor Cop Chronicles which there's going to be a extra one uh, for one of the stories going out today I'm putting out on uh, Patreon only you can go there and there's a video for it also <clears throat> or if not you can keep getting the free stuff we've got our crew members uh, Mr. Jared Nitrous uh, we got Mr. John Demink we got Dan Carlson with Burley Boards. We got T Bird. We got Mr. Jim Pokrant, Hoppy Hopperson, Blake Walker, A.A. Ron. We got Z Palmer, Roy Spaulding, JoJo, Kaylee Norris, Natasha A., and Melissa Holstein. Those are all our, our full crew members. Appreciate them helping me pay the bills. You know. Keeping the lights on. We're going to jump into these stories. As soon as I get them pulled up. Oh, I did see uh, A.A. Ron's uh, little deck and stuff he built. Did a damn good job. He's a pretty good uh, carpenter for being a, being a chef. I'll give him that. 
You start out with a picture. I say we are. I'm going to go to a whole different screen over here because the wife was supposed to be doing this with me, and she's not. So I'm just going to jump on over here. <laughs> if y'all watching it, I just make myself bigger. Uh, <clears throat> Bam was supposed to be doing it with me and uh, changed her mind. Anyway, this picture right here of this fella. This guy right here, he's a dirt bag, uh, big time dirt bag. He was a school teacher. I doubt he is still. Anyways, in Santa Mall in Ascension Parish, he was a high school teacher. He has been booked for rape after he is accused of sexually abusing multiple teenagers. According to the Ascension Parish Sheriff's Office, deputies arrested his name is Rory Ford. He's 53 years old for the first degree rape after a 16-year-old girl came forward. And uh, he actually confessed to having sex with her as well as a 17-year-old girl, landing him an additional charge for carnal knowledge of a juvenile. <clears throat> he, he's a teacher at Cinema High School. Uh, none of this stuff took place at the school or with any of his students, but... Uh, he is a, it don't matter. He did it, and he's supposed to be a, a mentor. Uh, sick bastard. Uh, that he manipulated these little girls. He is in jail on a $1,050,000 bond of this past Friday. So I doubt uh, he's getting out anytime soon. So, uh. Now, I'll just, I do want to throw this out there, and I'm not saying it's not these little girls' fault. But at 16 and 17, unless they have a mental retardation disorder, they knew exactly what they were doing. He knows better than to do it, though. As children, teenagers are very impulsive, as we were all teenagers before. So he's 100% wrong. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to put this off on them little girls whatsoever. I'm just saying... It's not like they did not know what they were uh, doing. Next, we have this piece of work right here. Believe it or not, this guy is a doctor. He's a doctor at Osh an Oshner Hospital. I don't know if he is. I think he's in uh, the Metairie area or something, Jefferson Parish. He's a New Orleans-based uh, doctor. He's accused of putting hidden cameras to record his co-workers inside of bathrooms at the Austin facility. He's a sick bastard. Who the fuck wants to look at people using a bathroom? Is he a fucking proctologist or something? Just a nasty fucker. He's 31 years old. His name was Andrew Matthews. He's a resident trainee and was booked on 10 counts of video voyeurism. The device was reportedly found by a worker at the hospital late Wednesday morning. Security staff at the hospital was able to identify Matthews as a suspect and turned both him and the device over to law enforcement. He was a resident trainee, so he wasn't, uh, he was still trading. He has been terminated and uh, charged. 
says dozens of videos were found on the device, which appear to be taken inside of the staff-only restroom. The 10 different people on the videos, uh, again, said they charged them with 10 separate counts. Uh, don't have a bound amount or nothing like that. You a sick bastard, Doc. There's, a bunch, there's so many sick people in the world. Who the fuck gets off? Looking at people shitting and pissing. Really? Just a nasty bastard. Hope you want none of y'all's doctors. Next, got a little video. This next one's pretty sick. Uh, this couple's been arrested for uh, murder. And, uh, one of their own children. More troubles for embattled Youngsville Police Chief Ricky Boudreaux, who allegedly threatened one of his officers. Right with breaking news. St. John investigators have arrested a couple for second-degree murder for the death of their infant child. The sheriff says they found evidence the couple's 13-month-old son had also been abused. Eleanor Tabone just spoke with the St. John Parish Sheriff about the arrests and joins us live now with the very latest. Eleanor. That's right, ladies. I am out here in St. John the Baptist Parish in Reserve. Now, I'm standing at the 100 block of Northwest 18th Street. Now, I don't know where she's from. That's not an accent from anywhere around here. I'm going to show you, according to the sheriff. No, hang down, man. This is what they, these people are living in this camper trailer here with themselves and two children. Not a very big one. Mike Treg, the family of four were living in this camper trailer that you see right here. Now, the sheriff says the trailer or the camper trailer was in deplorable condition when they arrived. Now, according to the sheriff, the mother, uh, 24-year-old Angel Taylor, called 911 saying her four-month-old daughter was not breathing. The sheriff says when deputies arrived out here... They found that the child was showing no vital signs and had died. Now, according to the sheriff, the four-month-old. Just saying, if you look at the pictures of them, uh, definitely look like some dope heads, right? I am making an assumption from looking at them, but look at them. had been dead for a period of time. He told me that the, at the t when they arrived, rigor mortis had already set in. He said the child... It takes a little while for rigor mortis to set in. It's a small child, so it may take a little longer. It might take a little less. I don't know. But it, it, it's, it's not instantaneous. This child had been dead for a little while. Child had suffered severe neglect and starvation. He also said that this child hadn't eaten in a very long time. He also told us that the parents were using drugs, and he also said, "Go figure." You know why the children hadn't eaten? It's because them two pieces of fucking shit was probably taking all the money, the food stamps, and everything else they were getting to buy fucking drugs with that they had another child living in this camper trailer, a 13-month-old, and he said that child has survived by eating whatever he could to survive. Here's what the sheriff had to say. Take a listen. A St. John Sheriff's Office got a call, and it was from the biological mother. Her name is Angel. Angel calls... Angel at death? ...to say that the child is having a medical condition. Uh, officers arrive on the scene... 
and could tell very clearly, clearly that this child was deceased. Ladies, now according to the sheriff, 24-year-old Angel Taylor and 31 Chevy LaFontaine have been booked for second-degree murder. The other, the other child, the 13-month-old, is now in state custody. Reporting live, Eleanor... T All I'd say there is those piece of shit motherfuckers should be underneath the jail. They were taking their money and buying drugs instead of feeding their children. They got a lot of people out there that wish they could have children. And aren't able to, but and they can have children and would rather do fucking drugs instead of it. Uh, total pieces of shit that don't that don't deserve to be alive. All right, let's go on to a better story. See this picture? If y'all looking, it's a, a cop, Slidell cop, with uh holding a little puppy there. It's a cute little puppy. Not sure what type it is. It's a big dog, though. Look at them feet. Anyway, this puppy was rescued from a stolen vehicle in uh, Slidell, Louisiana. Police arrested a couple Friday morning after the couple was identified driving a stolen car, leading to a chase through North Slidell that led to a crash. Randall Tuck, 33, was driving a 2011 Mazda MZ3, reported stolen from the state of Indiana. Tuck refused to stop fled from officers, and eventually crashed into a fence near the airport. Police took his, him and his girlfriend, Haley Madox, 28, into custody. They located, guess what, methamphetamine inside the car. Additionally, the couple also had a puppy inside the vehicle, which was unharmed and taken to the Animal Control Center. They were charged with possession of a stolen vehicle, possession of scheduled two narcotics, possession of drug paraphernalia, and aggravated flight for an officer, aggravated obstruction of a highway, and contributing to the delinquency of a canine. I just added that last part. They should. Because for some reason, these dirtbag, dopehead motherfuckers seem to want pets and children when they can't take care of neither one of them. Why? Well, why do these dopeheads want want, want pets or children because like i said the only things they care about is themselves but at least that was a good news story the uh puppy is okay his next story is out of baton rouge i saw this and i was like the fuck uh it's what the fuck story this is about a guy that was a justice of the peace okay uh he got uh, arrested for torturing and holding his own, uh, I think it's his own family and stepkids or kids, his wife and stuff, hostage, beating them, torturing them, and stuff like that. So uh, that's like a little synopsis. We're going to uh, jump into the video of it and kids watch with that. Breaking news. St. John investigators have arrested a couple. How are you going? That's not so it. Now we're going to use the uh, fiber scope to inspect right. the dashboard. This is WBRZ News 2 at 6. Good evening. Thanks so much for joining us. First on News 2 at 6, a former Justice of the Peace spent more than four years awaiting a trial. And the WBRZ investigative unit learned he is a free man tonight. Moses Evans was jailed in 2019, accused of beating, choking, and waterboarding a child. He entered guilty pleas and was given credit for time served. 
The WBRC investigative unit and Chris Nakamoto tracked Evans down at his house as he now fights to see his family once again. Michael Sylvia Moses Evans was a new right. Took a guilty plea because basically he's been in jail for a few years. They've given him credit for time, sir. Now, he gets out of jail. Now, he, he he's accused of, well, he's guilty of, because he pled guilty to it, of beating and waterboarding, torturing his children. <clears throat> and he wants to get out and wants to see them. Really? <laughs> Do you think they really want to see you, Mr. Evans? charged with a plethora of felonies tied to repeated batteries and domestic abuse and cruelty to juveniles. Tonight, he's a convicted felon who's back at home with an order preventing him from going near the family he tortured until 2038. Fresh out of prison, the WBRZ investigative unit went looking for former Justice of the Peace Moses Evans Thursday and found him at his house in Alston. A house that looks like it's been frozen in time. Hey, it's Chris Nakamoto with WBRZ. With a handful of old vehicles that sit out front, including an ambulance bearing his name and a fire truck. Chris, you let me down. I was supporting you and Joe McCoy. Once known as a community leader, Evans' fall from grace was... Yeah, one of them community leaders, right? Mm-hmm. Fifth, after two children reported to authorities what he had done to them, launching an investigation. Evans' girlfriend of 14 years told us about the years of abuse she endured by Evans. If somebody is manipulative and they, you know, have control like that, you know, and I think that's why I stayed so long. Years you come to this house. Evans spoke to the investigative unit at length, but refused to be interviewed on camera. He allowed us to take... I can't believe you let people in, the, in this house. Look at it. Pictures during our visit. Not very Evans says he changed his not guilty pleas to guilty to get out of jail. And that's exactly what happened after spending nearly four years in jail awaiting a trial. Evans says he's now trying to see his family again. The same family members who made the allegations against him, and he has upcoming court dates this month. Some people are afraid to talk. You know, they are ashamed of what people would think. You know, the protective order gets to, to like 2038. Stay away from these people. First thing he does when he gets out, now he's trying to see them already. Really? Evans' girlfriend, Sandra Halley, showed us the scars on her back where she's... Y'all, if y'all go watch the video, which will be at about 1825, you could see, uh, they show it shows all the scars. The woman does have scars and shit all over her back, the back of her arms and stuff like that. Evans whipped her with electrical cords and beat her with tools. Her teeth are chipped and lips have marks, and one of her ears is even disfigured from the repeated hits. This burn mark on her shoulder, she says, is from being held on a hot trailer. Tonight, Evans says despite pleading guilty and signing a restraining order keeping him away until 2038, he's now trying to convince the courts that he's not a monster and should be granted access to his family again. Evans is due back in court in two weeks. He was sentenced to 20 years in prison. All but five of those years were suspended. He was given for credit, credit for time served and was... He, he got... This is how the justice system works. It's so frustrating. 
He pled guilty. He got 20 years. But he got credit for time served. He'd been in jail for like four years. So he got out. So out of 20, he did out of 20 years. Now, if he fucks up, he can go back. But uh, if y'all go look at the video, it don't look like he it looks like he's probably got some health issues. Uh, probably diabetic and everything else. Uh, not in very good shape, you know. But you do all of this, and he, he spent a whole four years in jail for torturing people. And the first thing he does when he gets out is want to go see him. People wonder why people don't want to be cops and stuff anymore, right? It's a little frustrating. You work your ass off, and that's what happens. Uh, this one here is, uh, y'all remember uh, a couple months back, the school administrator that got caught texting the girls. We'll watch the videos. Uh, he has been arrested since then, but uh, just to remind y'all. This is WBRZ Former Louisiana State Trooper Jacob Brown it. has pleaded not guilty to using excessive force against Francis. a black mustard. man. Okay, they don't put mustard inside the tire. So anyway. From our non-news investigators, good evening to your friends. Greg and Liz here with you. The Baton Rouge Police have now launched an investigation after a report by our WFBI team and the dean of school students at a local school. He's accused of giving money to a student in exchange for racy photos. Now if y'all remember when the this one or not. went to confront him, things got very heated. All of it caught on video. Now she's speaking only to Nine News and our lead investigator, Scotty Hunter. Scotty. Well, guys, the I-Team broke the story this morning by showing you this confrontation. Now we want to show you the text messages that led to it all and left that mom fuming. Never put my hands on jokes, jokes on never touch. He's trying to say it's it was just jokes. About these texts, jokes. Claiming Nash has been sending X-rated messages to the teenage girl for months. The mother, Rainisha Cummings, went through her daughter's phone this week and says she discovered Nash, an administrator at Second Chance Academy, was on the other end of these explicit messages. What went through your mind when you saw that? I was angry. Those messages include this one where he appears to ask the girl what she needs, then asks does he get something in return. When she responds money for food, he replies saying how much and what do I get? Later, the girl asks for money and Nash appears to ask why she only texts him for money. Then he complains that he cannot touch her. The WAFBI team called the same phone on these text messages and Nash answered and identified himself. Well, let, let's get this straight. He didn't just say... You know, his text message says, so you just text me when you need money, laugh out loud. She put, mm, yeah. He says, but I can't touch and hit, but I can give you money. So basically, he's talking about wanting to fuck her right there. The WAFBI team called the same phone on these text messages, and Nash answered and identified himself. Are you nervous about how far this would go if you hadn't have found this? Yeah. I don't play behind my kids. No one should. Here's a record of the payments Cummings says her daughter got for $300 here and $600 there. The mother says she knew something was not right when her daughter suddenly had extra this, cash. Then Cummings tells me she saw the text. Thinks this grown-ass man gave this little girl $900 just because he's nice. They have right here. It says, what do you want for your birthday? For your birthday money. When you want your birthday, be money now. She says, now, send me some money for food. Hey, first, hey, 
What you need and do I get something? Money for food. Uh, how much and what I get? 40 and did she put that? I, I don't know, thing like that. And uh, I want something and you know what I'm waiting on. That sounds like joking. Messages where she says Nash offered to send the money. It's more of send me pictures of your body. I'll send you cash. Her daughter is now 17, but Cummings claims she was 16 when the messages started back in April. While she says her daughter was also wrong in the situation, she says Nash is the adult and should have never done something. I agree. Like I said, that kid, this girl knew what she was doing. She was playing this dude to get money out of him, but uh. He's a grown-up and a teacher, so he, he knows better. She knew what she was doing, but he knew he shouldn't have let her suck him in. Like this. Cummings went up to the school yesterday to confront Nash with her daughter recording the encounter, and Nash admits on camera that he did send the messages before trying to excuse his actions. I sent some irresponsible text messages to her. I was out of order and I was wrong, but I never touched her. And that was me. That's my fault. That's me owning up today. I never touched never her, touched yeah, because uh, she wouldn't I, I let you. That's me. Taking the joke, taking the joke too far. The mom brought a friend with her to confront Nash, and at one point you can hear that man ask the administrator specifically about some of the vulgar messages, which again, Nash does not deny. Taking the joke too that, far. That, that, was, that was a stupid joke and wrong, irresponsible joke. Never was gonna put my hands on, never did. At one point, the administrator even addresses the student directly to prove he never touched her. Never put my hands on, never touched her. And she'll take you there. Did I touch you? I put my hands on, when? No, but you tried. Don't be stupid. When I tried? When everybody was outside. When I tried? You said, and, can I touch you? And what you said, no. And I said, okay, good. And I, and I started laughing. I went laughing. At this point in the encounter, the mother says she lost it. I, I, but you just told me! No, I got not to I, I was not going to put my hands on. Why I try to punch it off? That was a joke. I just went irate right then because I know he was going to tell me that was a lie. And like I said, that, we remember what that was anyway. He, uh, he's been arrested and uh, it says a woman that she's, that's now 29 came forward and told that he had sexually abused her when she was 14. So that he would buy her gifts and food to see her breast. And uh, the two performed sec, oral sex on each other and then had vaginal sex. She told officers that they had sex multiple times on school property, and but nothing during school hours. In 96, he was arrested by the Baton Rouge Police Department for forcible rape of a 12-year-old girl, student. After looking at evidence, grand jury indicted Nash on a lesser charge of sexual battery. In 2000, he pleaded guilty to simple battery because of a plea agreement. Nash did not have to register as a sex offender and continued to work at the school. Uh, <laughs> wow. He, uh, this dude here is a fucking just straight up predator and it's taking this long to get caught. Uh, all I gotta say is, uh, he's lucky, uh, the right parent didn't come along or he might not be breathing and, uh, pay attention what your kids are doing, especially these teenagers. Uh, like I said, this girl knew what she was doing. She's lucky her mama found out before it might have got too far because he would have probably got to the point where he just raped her after a certain amount of time, unfortunately. They had a person get shot in Addis, small town, uh, at an apartment complex. Uh, 
which is actually a very nice apartment complex. Happened before 9 a.m. That's, that's it. Just to figure out, thought oh, we had another shooting over there. Uh, under investigation. This one here, like I said, I, if you're a Patreon, you can go out and see. Uh, I, I go in depth with it with some uh, more details that I didn't put out on here. So if you want to see that, you can have to join the Patreon or hear it. Uh, it's West Baton Rouge deputy uh, or ex-deputy, reserve deputy, gotten himself in a little bit of trouble uh, with a shooting. Let me pull that up. I just had it up, so there it is. So the news at 6 o'clock, a deputy-involved shooting that was initially swept under the rug in West Baton Rouge reopened after the WBRZ investigative unit submitted a public records request last month. That shooting involved a reserve deputy who used his personal weapon to shoot at a car, which took off from a traffic stop. The investigative unit, Chris Nakamoto, here now with the video and the reports, which spell out problems for that deputy involved. Sylvia Michael, initially a deputy claimed he saw someone in the car wave a gun. That's when a reserve deputy in the passenger seat opened fire on the car with his personal weapon. Since the sheriff's office doesn't issue service weapons to reserve deputies. Tonight, law enforcement experts and sources tell. One thing I don't understand, they keep several times, it was his personal weapon. Well, if you're a reserve deputy and you're out working and they don't issue you a gun, you're going to have to use a personal weapon. You just have to qualify with it. I don't know why they keep making such a big deal out of that part. Plus, there are serious problems with this officer's actions. You're about to watch shocking actions by a West Baton Rouge Parish Sheriff's deputy in this two-minute dash cam video as a deputy and reserve deputy pulled over a vehicle on I-10 last June. The vehicle, a Lexus SUV, was flagged by drug interdiction units because it didn't have a license plate. Stop! Y'all see right there, it looks like right here that uh, they might have a temp tag. Put that f***ing vehicle in park! God get it! A reserve deputy identified as Sean Paradisi working that night got spooked and sprayed the car with bullets, firing at least five shots into the back of the vehicle. 75 headquarters, shots fired in pursuit of one westbound. Paradisi was fired from his reserve role in February, even though this incident happened eight months earlier. A criminal investigation was opened last month when this public records request was sent to the sheriff's office. The matter was brought back to our attention when you had sent over the public records request. Tonight, these internal affairs reports obtained through that public records request are raising questions about what happened last June. The Lexus was registered to former Port Allen Police Chief Estrin Brown, and he was unaware until the call, and upon checking, he found that his vehicle had been stolen from behind a locked gate. The reports note that's where things get even more interesting. Agent Sean Pardesi had live-streamed the incident on his Facebook training page. Triple I Solutions by Sean Pardesi. All right, they, they didn't lie. I don't believe he live-streamed it. I believe he got a hold to this uh, dash cam and put that on his page. I don't believe he was live-streaming it. It's just, you know, wrong word usage. Easy. 
Note, Sean Pardesi is a well-known interdiction officer who travels around the country teaching classes on interdiction. When he was asked about it, he said he deleted the video. The reports also say Pardesi used his personal firearm. See, bring it up again. It's not a non-issue there because they don't issue you a weapon. And not one issued by the West Baton Rouge Parish Sheriff's Office that night. But the incident was so concerning, Pardesi was fired from his reserve role in February. Because shooting into a fleeing car is not the type of training West Baton Rouge teaches. Deputy Pardesi, um, my recommendations from those administrators here was to be removed from his status as a reserve deputy. So that action was taken upon learning of this incident. The reports go on to say Pardesi fired at the Lexus because he saw the driver point a gun at the deputy who got out of the car. Those facts are in dispute tonight. As the sheriff's office says, no gun was found, and it's unclear whether a gun was even in the car. Two suspects were arrested, but the driver of the Lexus, to this day, still hasn't been located. This matter was, was very concerning for us here at the sheriff's office. Uh, immediate action was taken, and he was, his deputy reserve deputy commission was removed, and he was removed from service. And you guys are currently investigating it, or it's a, another entity that's investigating? All matters are under investigation. We've learned the West Baton Rouge Parish Sheriff's Office reopened the case a year after it was closed. Put that vehicle in park. God, get in. Shots fired. Generating an incident report on the date of our public records request. District Attorney Tony Clayton says the first time he saw the video was after the WBRZ investigative unit requested it. Clayton says his office will follow the evidence and is pleased a full investigation is now being conducted. Clayton says he was emphatic that he wanted an outside agency investigating this case and believes the West Baton Rouge Sheriff's Office should not have investigated itself initially. Clayton says this is not the first time he's told them that. He used the Mandy Miller case as an example. The former West Baton Rouge employee was eventually convicted. Well... I believe that was a bad sheep. I'm just glad nobody got killed. And uh, if you want to hear the other stuff I had to say about it, you had to go over to Patreon. Other than that, we'll just move on to the next one. I don't believe it. Y'all can see it. Next one is uh, Ponchatoula. It says, we have a strawberry festival. Very small community. We've been getting the news a lot lately. They get argument between neighbors led to a woman being arrested for two counts of attempted murder. Seems first time these women, these women over there in Ponchatoula, dangerous. Uh, Ponchatoula PD responded to uh, reports of shots fired on Gregory R. Lane. Excuse me. Detectives found the uh, suspected shooter, a 44-year-old Letitia Young. She had an argument with her neighbor earlier that morning. The neighbors left the complex. A few hours later, another vehicle pulled up into the neighbor's apartment, and Young shot (laughs) at the vehicle. A man and a juvenile were inside the vehicle at the time and weren't injured. They probably had nothing to do with the argument. She was arrested for two counts of attempted second-degree murder and possession of a firearm with uh, obliterated serial number. No bond information. Uh, <sighs> stupidity. That's, that's, I, that's all I can say about it. It's just plum-ass stupidity. Just dumb. This next one, we got one on uh, 
number four. I missed a story here. Number four. Uh, if y'all could watch videos, guy right here. He got sentenced. Uh, I'm going to tell you he got sentenced to. Yeah, he got sentenced. He's in jail. Going to prison to Dennis Springs. Man, he got five years behind bars for after pleading no contest to felony charge of negligent homicide. Uh, the man, Goldie Jones, that's him, 28 years old, was involved in a deadly crash while fleeing the scene of attempted ATM theft. Uh, so back in April of 2022. Anyway, he tried to steal an ATM, took off, uh, ended up crashing causing the death of another person. And, obviously, uh, the courts feel like five years is all that other person's life is worth since that's what they got, five years. So he'll probably do two, two and a half, and he'll get out after he killed somebody while he was committing a felony. So, like I said before, who rot to the justice system, right? His next is a police chief that uh, allegedly he's uh, sent some mean text messages to uh, one of his officers. There's all kind of shenanigans going on with this one. Here from our nine news investigators. We'll watch a video six. The Baton Rouge police have now launched an investigation. After More troubles for embattled Youngsville police chief Ricky Boudreau, who allegedly threatened one of his officers Ricky by Boudreau. over the weekend. According to a letter sent by Officer Tim McHale's attorney, Boudreau sent a threatening text to Officer Michael early Saturday morning around 12 a.m. News 10 obtained a copy of the letter and Boudreaux's text that reads in part, quote, people like you make me sick to my expletive stomach. Just remember what goes around comes around. I'm still chief and I still make decisions. Watch what is coming. News 10 spoke to both attorneys representing Michael and Boudreaux. We contacted Allison Prejean, who represents Officer Michael. She sent us an email she sent to Boudreaux's attorney saying, in part, quote, I kindly advise your client that further harassment of and threats against my client will be met with swift criminal and civil recourse, end quote. Pat McGee is representing Boudreaux in a civil lawsuit Boudreaux filed against the Youngsville City Council. McGee said he feels Boudreaux will be cleared of any ethical misconduct on malicious allegations by the council, but he did not comment on Officer Michael's allegations. He also said Boudreaux was scheduled for a medical procedure Friday to stretch a blocked artery, but his blood pressure was too high. It was rescheduled for today. This, uh, they were wanting him to step down. There's all kind of shit going on over there, and, uh, some of that small town drama right there, uh, but he's must. They the council wants him out. He is an elected chief, so they just can't boot him out. So, uh, but I'm sure he was probably drunk, drunk texting this other cop or whatever. They having issues, obviously, and uh, I'm pretty sure it was a drunk text he sent.
the last story we have here. Uh, deputies make arrest of a, a man that is accused of shooting seven people outside of an Assumption Bar. This is in Labbeville, Louisiana. Deputies have arrested a man suspected of shooting seven people outside of a bar in Assumption Parish. Uh, sheriff announced the arrest of Corey Jacoby Davis, 23, on several counts of attempted murder. They believe a fight um, broke out, leading to the shooting outside of the business. After the fight, Davis allegedly, it's our favorite word, right, allegedly pulled out a gun and shot into a crowd of people, sending seven victims to the hospital. None of the people had life-threatening industry in, in injuries. How can you shoot that many bullets and shoot that many people and not kill nobody? But by the grace of God, right? Uh he was booked in the Assumption Parish Jail. Charges include seven counts of attempted murder, illegal carrying of weapon, illegal use of weapons, possession of a firearm on premises of an al- alcoholic beverage. Uh, just completely insane that all that would be taking place. So, I had was going to do a whole lot more, but uh, like I said, Bam wasn't with me. That's some Louisiana crime for y'all. Uh, still, I'm working on getting some more guests so we can do those also. Definitely come back uh, Wednesday for our midweek news report. Uh, I think Freebird may be here. If not, me and Holster will be here. Or it'll be me. We'll see. Uh, see what we have to talk about then. Other than that, everybody stay safe. Watch your back. Watch your partner's back. Remember, we're not sheepdogs. We're lions. And uh, always smile because Iceman can be behind you. Thanks for watching. And remember to smile because Iceman could always be behind you. We're out.